0: Saraji explained that whatever object that arises at the sixth sense door one should be mindful every time one sees, hears, smells, tastes, touches and knows. So the, at the sixth sense door the object and the consciousness come into contact, and this contact, pasa, produces feeling. If one comes across good objects, there will be good feeling. Good objects are called ita ramana in Pali. Coming across ita ramana. Good objects, there will be sukha vidana, pleasant feeling. Coming across unpleasant objects, anita ramana, there will be bad feeling, dukkha vidana. And coming across the object which is neither good nor bad. Then there will be neutral feeling, adoka masuka vedana. So these, due to these feeling, if one has good feeling, one craves for more good feelings, suki piyopi ajati, meaning the person who has good feeling longs for more good feelings. They want more and more, wanting to see more beautiful objects for a longer time. One will be craving, longing for these good objects, such as seeing good things, hearing good sounds, and so on. And also, some are enjoying their thoughts and they're spending their time enjoying their thoughts, daydreaming and they are being attached and craving on these good thoughts. If one comes across unpleasant objects there can be dissatisfaction anger aversion and one craves for good feelings to come. It is said that sukha the person who has bad feeling craves for the good feeling to arise. Expecting good feelings to arise, craving for good feelings to arise is also tathna, craving. When there are neutral feelings, they are calm and good, and thus they can also be taken as Sukha Vedana. So, when these neutral feelings are good, calm and good, one craves for more and more calm feeling. Whatever one sees, hears, smells, tastes, touches, and knows, there will be feeling. So these feelings, due to the seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, are the resultants of one deeds done in the past. So these feelings are resultants, one should not be adding cause that will lead to further existence. In order not to be adding cause to these resultants, one should be noting the presently arising object with ardent effort. At the same time, one exerts effort in the practice. One should also aim one's noting mind onto the object so that Mindfulness will be sustained on the object. Samadhi, concentration, will develop. The mind will fall calm and collected on the object. And Kanika Samadhi, momentary concentration, will develop. As one becomes skillful in the practice, the mind becomes aimed onto the object. There will be sammasangkapa, right application. And when the no-day mind falls calm and collected on the object, one discerns the true nature of rupa, materiality, which is dukkha satja the truth of suffering. And one also discerns the true nature of nama, mentality, which is also dukkha satja the truth of suffering. By having these factors, vitaka initial application, viriya, effort, sati, mindfulness, samadhi, concentration, and banya, wisdom, these mental strength are dispelling the unwholesome, unwholesome states. When one removes this unwholesomeness, one discerns Doka saja, the truth of suffering, distinctly. Even though dukkha saja is difficult to be discerned and thus profound, but as one develops Vidaka, Viriya, Sati, Samadhi and Panya, one removes this unwholesomeness and thus one discerns dukkha Satya, the truth of suffering, distinctly. If there is lack of mindfulness, these unwholesomeness have chance to arise. By practicing Satipatthana, one will not crave if there is lack of Satipatthana practice, craving arises. But by being mindful with the practice of Satipatthana, one removes craving. By discerning Doka Satcha, the truth of suffering, one automatically removes Smudiya the origin of suffering, which is craving. So. The worldly beings, they think highly of the sensual pleasure. When one comes into practice, one has to give up the sensual pleasure. It is called brijaga, giving up the sensual pleasure in order to gain the kind of happiness. That excels many times than the sensual happiness. So, giving up the sensual pleasure is insignificant as one can gain the happiness that excels many times than the worldly happiness through the practice of Sati Patana. So, one has to invest the insignificant sensual happiness in order to make profit, to gain the Dhamma happiness that excels many times than the sensual happiness. In order to gain the Dhamma happiness, one should note the presently arising object. Noting the presently arising object, one will be free from craving and one profits every time one is able to note the object. When coming into practice, one is losing Milasukha, the essential happiness which is compared to feces, Anaryasukha, impure happiness. Gamma sukha, sensual happiness. So these sensual happiness are disgusting, just like feces, and they are not pure. Such kind of sensual happiness are enjoyed by the Bhutu-jana, the worldlings, ordinary worldlings, who have thick layers of kilesa defilements <coughs> Coming into practice, one is losing the sensual happiness. And it is good to be giving up the sensual happiness in order to gain the Dhamma happiness, which excels many times than the worldly happiness. So among these happiness, the Mila Sukha Sukha, Gamma Sukha. The essential happiness which is disgusting compared to the speak, compared to the feces. They are called bayidabha. They are frightening. It is frightening to be having the essential happiness. So the essential happiness are dangerous and and one should be willingly give up the sensual happiness. One should courageously <coughs> give up the worldly sensual happiness in order to practice the Mila Sukha and anariya Sukha, the impure happiness, that are compared to feces are the sensual happiness, and they are the kinds of happiness that excels many times, and then these sensual happiness. So there are four kinds of happiness that excels the sensual happiness. The first one is Nekamasuka, neka sukha. The happiness one gains by being free from the sensual objects and the craving. So the happiness one gains of being free from objective sensuality and subjective sensuality is called Nikkama Sukha. So during the practice, Even before one attains supramandate knowledge, one gains happiness in the practice and one gains nikama sukha, being free from this sensuality. When coming into practice, yogi may be practicing together with the fellow yogis, but one has to practice on one's own and when the no-things become good yogi also becomes secluded away from the companionship of defilements the happiness one gains by being by being secluded away from the companionship of person as well as the gilesa defilements is called paviveka sukha and when one is practicing one is free from the agitation of raga when one's practice is good so the raga fire is not burning dosa fire and moha fire is not Burning. The more the practice is good, the more one discerns, and one is free from this agitation of these deformments, and one gains upasama sukha. When knowledge becomes mature, one attains the cessation sukha, and even before One reaches that stage when vipassana becomes matured. One gains the unique kind of happiness that is unrelinquishable. And if one attains cessation, one will gain more happiness. So Saraji explains this happiness, which excels many times than the sensual. Happiness and Saraji explain briefly, and later on, when the yogi gains to a certain level of practice, Saraji will explain more in detail. A few days ago, Saraji explained about Vata Satcha and Vivata Satcha. In another way, Lokiya Satcha, the mundane truth, and Lokodara Satcha, super mundane truth. And one should be noting every arising object in the way of Satipatthana practice. By noting every arising object, one discerns the true nature and one also discerns Doka Satcha, the truth of suffering. If one does not discern There will be craving, but by discerning, one will remove craving. By removing craving, one is removing smudhyasatja, the origin of suffering. The unwholesome states are called patipakha and they are arising, associating with kilesa defilements. By practicing, by being mindful on the object, the unwholesomeness are removed. Unwholesomeness are removed in the way of not giving chance for them to arise. When the mind is free from these defilements and impurities, the mind is pure and clean, and one gains samadhi concentration. When the mind is away from these defilements, Dukkha Satya and Smurya Satya, the truth of suffering, and the truth of origin of suffering, are discerned clearly. Even though Dukkha Satcha and Smurya Satcha, the truth of suffering and the truth of origin of suffering, are difficult to be discerned and thus profound, when one removes the opposite states, the unwholesomeness, these two truths are discerned clearly by Ata Pachaka, by direct experiential knowledge. In order to discern the Vata Satcha, the first two truths, one should be mindful continuously. Being mindful continuously, one removes the unwholesomeness and one discerns Doka Satcha and Smurya Satcha through Atta Pachaka one discerns through direct experiential knowledge. And Shandaji explains how one can remove these opposite mental states, the unwholesomeness. Padipaka vidamanam bana sama meaning that the removal. Of these unwholesomeness is connected with the systematic practice. In order to remove these opposite mental states, the unwholesomeness, one needs to practice systematically. One needs to observe sila, morality, to refrain oneself from transgressions by body and speech. One should refrain oneself from these transgressions so that transgressive defilements will be removed. Priyuthana kilesa should be prevented and suppressed. The obsessive defilements should be prevented and suppressed by being mindful of the presently arising object. By noting the presently arising object, when mindfulness is sustained on the object, the mind falls calm and collected on the object, and khanika samadhi, momentary concentrations, develops. The priyotanakilesa, obsessive deformance that can arise by lack of viriya, sati and samadhi, will have no chance to arise by being mindful of every arising object. And even if this development arises, one will notice it right away and one will be able to overcome it. One should note every arising object respectfully, meticulously, concurrently. And when the noted mind is sustained on the object, when one has mindfulness, one is practicing systematically, and there will be some pati uh, one is practicing systematically, and priyutana obsessive defilements are overcome. When one's mind for calm and collected, there will be Kaniga Samadhi momentary concentration, and one discerns mind and matter, cause and effect, and one discerns that the objects are arising and passing away. One is constantly tormented by arising and passing away, and thus it is suffering, and things are happening in their own accord, and there is no atta. So, discerning correctly, one is removing these defilements by developing vipassana panya inside knowledge. By developing vipassana panya inside knowledge, one can remove and weaken these defilements. If one does not discern mind and matter, cause and effect, there will be wrong views. By discerning through the practice, one removes these wrong views. And by attaining Ariya Magga, path knowledge, when one attains the first path knowledge, one removes Deity and Vichikecha, One removes wrong view and skeptical doubt by attaining the first path, knowledge. So these deformments, ditti and vijikeccha are totally removed. By practicing sila, samadhi and banya, morality, concentration and wisdom, one is removing gross medium and refined form of defilements. By removing the defilements, the opposite states, one will discern these two truths very clearly. Removal of these deformments are connected with the systematic practice and thus it is said that padipaka vitamanam panna samma patibati, padipatam, meaning that the removal of these deformments are connected with systematic practice. In the word samma padipati samā Pati means correct systematic practice when it is said that there should be correct systematic practice it means that one should not practice in the way the person think it as right without having guidance from kalyāṇa-mitta true companion one cannot know the correct way of practice. So it is important to learn the correct method of practice from true Kalyana Mita, true companion. One should learn the correct method and one should practice accordingly. Sa Satama Savana Dina, meaning in order to remove The developments, one should practice systematically and the systematic practice is connected with learning the sublime teachings. One should learn the correct method of teachings from true Kalyana Middah, true companion who had themselves practiced, who had themselves learned theory as well as Practice to a satisfactory level, so one should seek the guidance from the Kalyana Mita, true companion, who has the theoretical knowledge as well as the practical knowledge to a satisfactory level. The one should learn the correct method of practice. And the correct learning of the correct, sorry, practicing systematically is connected with Sattva, Masavana, Dina, learning the sublime teachings. In order to learn the sublime teachings, one should have faith and confidence in the Buddha that Buddha guided the correct way of practice. And one should have faith and confidence in the Dhamma that these are the accurate guidance of practice. Buddha taught Siddhivathana not from imagination. Buddha himself practiced. And this Siddhivathana way is what the Buddha, Buddha, Solidary Buddhas and Arahats have practiced and attained the highest knowledge. By practicing Siddhi Bhattana meditation, one can gain benefits such as purification of the mind and so on. And there are seven benefits of Siddhi Bhattana practice mentioned in Siddhi Bhattana Sutta. By practicing Siddhi Bhattana, one can discern the four noble truths. One can discern what should be discerned. One removes what should be removed. One realizes what should be realized. One develops what should be developed by practicing Siddhivathana meditation. Buddha himself practiced Siddhivathana meditation and Buddha discerned the Four Noble Truths and Buddha guided the beings so that beings can practice the Satipatthana way. Buddha was endowed with these virtues. Buddha guided the way after Buddha knew everything that should be known. And one should have faith and confidence that Buddha is true Mita, true companion. And one should have faith and confidence that by practicing the Dhamma that Buddha had guided, one gains benefits. So, the learning of the sublime teachings is connected with having faith and confidence in the Buddha who guided the way and also have faith and confidence in the Dhamma. So, it is said, Dhan Satari pasada Pasadayata meaning learning of the sublime teachings is connected with having faith and confidence in the Buddha who guided the way and the Dhamma which are accurate guidance given by the Buddha. So one should have faith and confidence in the Buddha who guided the way and one should have faith and confidence in the Dhamma. If one does not have faith and confidence in the Buddha, it will be difficult for that person to be learning the Dhamma. Without learning the Dhamma, it is not possible to practice systematically. So one should have faith and confidence in the Dhamma, that one should understand what kind of benefits one can gain by practicing the Dhamma. So one should understand what kind of happiness one gains by practicing the Satipatthana meditation. So Saraji believes that the yogis who are here, they have faith and confidence in the Dhamma as they know the benefits of satipatthana practice. So, Saraji believes that the yogis have practiced here before. Some of them have practiced here before. And they know the benefits of practice. They have faith and confidence in the practice. So, without having faith and confidence in the Buddha and the Dhamma, it is not possible to practice. So, that's why it is said that Dhan Satari Basada Yata meaning learning the sublime teachings is connected with having faith and confidence in the Buddha and the Dhamma. People who have other beliefs or the ones who are technologically advanced, most of them do not have respect on person or being so their faith and confidence is very limited on person or being and they believe that uh, they take it that only if things are probable they will believe it so for them if they do not have faith and confidence in the buddha and the sangha yet Uh, let them be, but they should have faith and confidence in the Dhamma, in the Satipatthana practice. They should have faith and confidence in the Satipatthana practice that by practicing, the Dhamma can uplift the person who practices the Dhamma systematically. And Buddha mentioned in the beginning of Patana Sutta, very boldly, the seven benefits of Patana practice. And so one should have faith and confidence in the Patana practice. And also, if they have the view that good deeds bring good results and bad deeds bring bad results, it is possible for them to practice. So by practicing, one will gain the virtues. One will gain the qualities, abilities. And by gaining the virtues, one will be pure, clean, gentle, blameless, cultured in body, speech, and mind. And one should practice meditation, Satipatthana meditation, in order to reach the level where one's body, speech, and mind becomes pure, clean, blameless, gentle, and cultured, and one gains virtues. And Sarah G will continue to explain tomorrow. Sadhu, sadhu.